I'm going to be very candid with you. We are living in a computer program reality. Welcome everyone to Simulation Nation, your portal to all things virtual. I'm your host, Johnny Android, and I'm here to keep you informed about all that's happening in the metaverse. We record our episodes live at Allspace every week. You can join us from your PC or VR headset, just log into Allspace, join our Simulation Nation channel, and teleport in to offer your opinion, question, or whatever else. Sound design is a critical uh, part of giving virtual worlds a sense of presence. So how can we achieve the best spatial sound, and how can we best integrate soundscapes into the virtual experience? Joining us will be visual effects wizard Cordelius, who has experimented with sound in the metaverse while collaborating with some of the best world builders in all space, including Shushu and the Viarium team. Ladies and gentlemen, we are very happy to have Cordelius with us. Please give him some emoji love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so we're, we're happy to have you here, Cordelius. Uh, we've had you, uh, you've shared your opinions about a lot of other um, events we've had, and you've been in the audience, and now we've got you on this stage uh, with, uh, to talk about all the impressive work you're doing with uh, sound design and all the other stuff. You've got a, you don't just do sound, of course. You, you have some worlds that you've built. You've collaborated with, uh, on worlds with Shushu, so we'll talk about all that stuff. Um, yes. And so I'm excited to get into it. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm really, really happy to be here. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, so um, why don't we uh, just find out a little bit about you and um, your origin story, how you got involved in sound and how you got involved in virtual worlds? Oh, totally. Uh, well, I started uh, with music when I was uh, eight years old. I, I started uh, with, with like loving music at, uh, at that time. And I had a really, really nice uh, uh, music teacher. That he's like one of the most contemporary uh, composers, the, the best contemporary composers now from Mexico. And having him as a, as a teacher when I was a, a kid was incredible because he, like, he uh, wake up on me like the 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 the. Uh, the need to to do experimental things. Uh, when I when I was sixteen years old, I decided that I was I was between uh, architecture and music, and I decided mm. but for, for music because it was more more fun, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Before, and, before and then, you go on, I I I, I of course I could already see how architecture and music are coming together in virtual worlds. But I'm curious though, how did you get to be the student of this incredible teacher? Is that something that just happened accidentally? Oh yeah. Well, it was incredible. His name is uh, Julio Estrada. I, I can send you a link for for his work. Um, he's and and uh, like I, my parents were like uh, intellectuals, and when I was a kid. They they made a school for for they they become together with many intellectuals and they founded a school and they hired teachers that they were crazy teachers for everything mm -hmm. and the school was wow. really crazy we have pottery we have uh, uh, music we have uh, uh, theater many many things right wow. we we wow. build uh, small airplanes it was just incredible. So that that's why. <laughs> Got it. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. Uh, in fact, I I get in contact with him many many years after that, and and it was just amazing to to 
show him what I'm doing. And it, it was really, really cool. Cool. Okay, sorry to cut you off. So what, were you, what was next to the journey here? Oh, well, I studied music and then I decided at 16 that I was going to be a musician. So I, I, I started playing drums when I was 16. Um, and then I, I did my first record with a rock band in Mexico. And it was terrible. The sound was horrible. I hate that that, that record. I, I love the record, but the, not the sound. So I decided at that point that I was going to learn how to do a proper recording and how to do sound uh, like uh, live sound and that stuff. So I became a sound engineer for many bands. I uh, started as an um, uh, assistant in a recording studio with a really close friend of mine. And at some point, when I, when I was playing with uh, with a band that it was a pro rock pro uh, progressive rock, um, I, we decided to to start our own company, our own uh, uh, record company, and it was a really really good small business. Uh, we had like uh, perhaps five hundred different uh, projects, and it was. Oh, wow. in, it, incredible um, so i was touring with a band making the live sound i was with my band playing and also i have i produced some some recordings wow that's that's pretty crazy so uh, if anyone goes to the youtube on the simulation nation or our instagram oh, you you'll is. see some of the <laughs> albums uh we have a slide up here with some of the albums that uh, covers that you've been involved with uh, there's too many obviously to put on one slide but um, are any of those one of the ones you were talking about? Yeah, the one uh, with the with the screw, one in the uh, bottom left. That's my my progressive rock band. The first record that I produced was the the one in the bottom left, from the, the one with the girl. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and those are kind oh. of my and, and my first record was that the gray gray one. And on the top, oh. uh, right. <laughs> well, if anyone here is fans of the music, if anyone knows it, uh, please use the race option. You can ask Cordelia the question. <laughs> you can talk to her or whatever. Love the love the dress, Marsha. You've uh, you've upgraded with the dress. Very beautiful since we've last seen you. Look at that. It's a beautiful gown. It's doing the amazing. walk on the catwalk. I love it. <laughs> and. Uh, uh oh! Oh yeah, yeah, looks great. <laughs> and Kurt, nice to see you as well. Frank uh, here, of course. Lisa Turbo. Anyone is fans of, of Cordelius's bands? Maybe you could uh, give us a little bit of your band story. But in any case, uh, so you've got uh, now you've got a production, basically a label. It sounds like yes, a, a recording studio. This is uh, pretty pretty incredible. And are we are we talking? How many years ago are we talking? Uh, where are we in the timeline? Oh wow. I, I started with a recording studio when I was 20 years old. So now oh, I'm wow. 57. So you can imagine like uh, it's 37 years old. Whoa. 37 right. years. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. So the name of the, of the um, record company was Intolerancia, Intolerance in, in, in English. And it was a really great company. But at some point, um, when Napster started, um, we mm -hmm. figured that music, is, it was going to stop being a good business, mm -hmm. at least for a record company, right? 
So at that point, I was touring with a band, uh, a really, really popular band in Mexico, which is really popular also in the United States with the Mexican uh, uh, crowd and, and, and public, and also Latin America. So I, uh, they travel always with a photographer, uh, and she started taught me photography at that point, and I became in love with photography. Like I loved uh, to 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 be a photographer, especially like a street photographer. And uh, hmm. I started learning photography, and at, at the same time, the record business was doing not that good. So. Uh, we decided that I was going to be study visual effects to try to do something with the image and sound at the same time with, with the rock bands. Oh, you hopped over to it in a completely different field. Uh, and yes. it, it, I guess, it, yeah, that's pretty incredible. When you said you were into photography, I thought you were going to say you were into landscapes and architecture shots, uh, but street photography is completely different. But you obviously have a, a large visual sense as well as an auditory sense. You're just a full rounded artist is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I became in love with, with photography, especially street photography, because for, I, I love to meditate. And for me, go to the street and wait for the moment to take the picture. It's just a medita a, a, like a one kind of meditation that I love to do. For me, I, I enter in, in a different state of mind when I'm doing that. Yeah. So And, oh. and also, uh, I, I was deciding if I was going to be like a portrait photographer or other stuff, but I, I never liked it. Like I never wanted to make money from photography. At that point, at the same at the same time, I was kind of tired of music, right? I was I have I was doing music all the day with different artists, and and it was kind of tired. So it was really refreshing to to do photography. And at some point, uh, we decided with my family for many reasons. One of the reasons was to study visual effects. To come to Vancouver to stop for me to study visual effects. That was nine years ago. And I have been working in visual effects for six years, seven years, Amazing. seven years. Yeah. Amazing. So also, you know, uh, we, we, you have some incredible work that you've done. Again, when you go to the YouTube channel, the Simulation Nation, and watch this episode, you'll see on the screen behind us, uh, you're real of a, a lot of your incredible work. Oh, yeah. I'm just, <laughs> so so uh, all of this was done by you and your effects company. Um, it, what was it? Is it for television mainly, streaming services, movies? Yeah, the, the, the one, the, the first uh, shot is from Once Upon a Time. And this company mm -hmm. for what, uh, which, which I work is, the name is Soic. Mm -hmm. It's a really, really nice company. They, we have a lot of fun. And uh, they, they, I, I, doing television is really, really cool because you, you get to do many different effects. When you work in visual effects for for movies, you have more time to do to develop one shot. But the problem is that uh, if you are good, for example, to doing smoke, you are going to do smoke all the all the movie, right? Like all, all the production. But in television, you have you get to do water, smoke, explosions, many kinds of stuff. That it's it's really really cool. Uh, yeah, and shows that I have been working in is uh, Arrow, 
I don't know if you know Arrow. Uh, the, Fl the Flash. Um, once upon a time, that was many years ago. Uh, right. Now I'm working for uh, many shows. Yeah, many, many, many shows. Yeah, no, very cool. Yeah, no, I know. So being Canadian myself, I know, and, and being in the film industry myself, I know that yeah. Vancouver visual effects industry and television industry got built all the way back to the 90s with the X-Files. It, it started oh, yeah, to be totally. built up yeah. with the X-Files, then it became a visual effects hub, and then uh, Hollywood producers like to use Canadian uh, effects companies yeah. if they can keep a lower uh, bottom line. And they've such yes, talent totally. up there um, that it, that um, it's a, it's a it's a shoe in. So I'm um, it's really cool that you're a part of that. Um, and uh, I also, love, they, I love they really like to to shoot a lot of movies here or, or TV yeah. shows because uh, the Golden Hour uh, it, it's really really long, right? Have like it's not one hour; it's perhaps two two hours of really really cool cool light during the summer. Mm. Yeah. Right. Interesting. Yeah. When it's not raining, I guess. <laughs> exactly. Maybe it's a, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. Very cool. Very cool. And so how did we do the bridge from uh, doing all this visual effects into virtual reality? Well, um, when I started uh, do, uh, studying visual effects, one of my goals was to do mapping. You, you know, mapping, like when they project things in buildings and that kind of stuff. It was just mesmerized by, 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 by that. Um, so my idea was to start do, uh, studying visual effects and working visual effects to get some experience. Uh, and at some point, I start doing some mapping, right? But then uh, a friend of mine that uh, uh, just uh, showed me one uh, game, the, the VR game, the, the name is Elven Assassin. I don't know if you if you have him played that that game. It's just a, a archery uh, game. I became in love with VR at, at that point. Mm. And the, uh, another friend uh, told me, "Oh, you need to see uh, alt space." So I get in alt space, and I was saying, "Oh my god, all the things that I wanted to do in architecture, music, sound, image are possible here. There's no like uh, limit in." the budget or also limiting the space that I can use. It's just in, an incredible place. So I don't know if I'm going to do mapping right now because I, it doesn't interest me anymore. I have more interest in creating worlds and experiences and that kind of stuff. Great. Oh, well, um, that's great. So we uh, will probably um, take a look at some of your worlds here. I've got some slides up for you. Um, before we dive into too many of the worlds, I'm curious to know about the, uh, the experience with sound and how it's different, um, your experience with 2D sound versus 3D sound. Um, and how do you, what's your sort of philosophy about that? Or how do you go about that? Okay, so when I was um, doing um, audio for live shows with this band, I learned a lot about audio. I study a lot uh, about how to to install different sound systems for concerts and in lives and that stuff. And then um, I went to a Pink Floyd uh, concert that it was amazing. They have uh, many, many different speakers from many different uh, uh, directions. And I was I was I was 
like trying to to recreate that kind of feeling, right? Like if you have sounds coming from different directions and, and that kind of stuff. And also, there is one uh, museum in Mexico. It's, it's a, a, a modern art museum for the University of, of Mexico, which has one room that has like speakers everywhere. And you can create the, uh, like a, a special installation for, for that, that world. So that's when I became like interested. That, those are like kind of the things that uh, drag me to do, to do this, right? attract me to, to, to do this. Right. Stuff. Yeah. Um, um, oh, go ahead. Yeah. Also, uh, you know, in uh, in movies, they are always putting more speakers in different places, right? Like right. now, now uh, with the Atmos, is is totally different. I took a, a like a diploma of uh, sound design for movies, and uh, so yeah, I, I'm always uh, studying something and. Here, the thing, the thing that you can just uh, put uh, some sounds, attach it to some uh, geometry, to, to some objects, is just incredible. You can decide the distance, the love, everything, right? Yeah. Well, you really do play with sound in uh, a lot of your worlds in a way that I've never seen in alt space and ever in virtual reality. So we'll get into some of that as well. For those uh, out there who are uh, aspiring world builders, or wanted to uh, augment their worlds with better sound, what kind of tips might you give them? Oh, well, start the first one, it. yeah, the first one is that uh, the, the, the level in alt space is crazy, crazy uh, loud. Uh, when I started doing that kind of stuff, for example, to, to uh, when you import some sounds to Unity, the sounds are really, really loud. So I always start at point two of the level to test if, if that works, right? Also, mm. I don't know if you noticed, but when you go to a party, you have this uh, in the menu, in the settings, uh, you have the audio, the environment volume. And sometimes the DJ is so loud that if you put that in one, it's, it's loud, right? You, you want to control uh, more like the, the, the level that you want, because sometimes you are talking with someone and if you have that level that one, you cannot talk. So what I can uh, recommend is not to put that loud the, the DJ, right? That you mm -hmm. can control the level. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. I was in a club the other day. I don't know if anyone's here. I was uh, at a club and the music was so loud. I guess in here, though, you have the option of turning down the environment sound so that you can hear people speak. You know, the, the yes. one thing I've always uh, had a problem with it in alt space is if you're in a room full of people that are talking, it all sounds the same volume. Like it's almost hard yeah. to hear one voice out of all of the many. Whereas in reality, we seem to have a way to block out the uh, uh, peripheral noises so that we can hone in on a single noise. I don't know. It's probably, I don't know if they're working on that or if you have any. <laughs> yeah, well, in, in one of the, of the like uh, uh, events or meetings that uh, in the past uh, Alt Space was having, I suggested that they should put like a focus uh, uh, button on, on if I point to, to your avatar, 
you have the mute, you have like all that stuff. Maybe they should put like a um, focus button. That way everything goes down and I can hear you more than all the other stuff, right? That can be a really, really incredible idea. Uh, did you have any other tips for those who are trying to build world and create uh, interesting sound design or? Um, oh, well, okay. for, first I, we were talking about the, the possibilities of sounding uh, in the new versions of alt space. I have a, one problem in my family. Everyone is a musician. Like my house is a really, really loud house. Like someone is playing piano, someone is singing. It's it's crazy, right? So the problem, if if I have my microphone always on, is that uh, they they are always telling me, oh, who's who is playing there? What's the sound, uh, uh, right? So this game that I have that I play the Elven Assassin, this option that you can use your your buttons uh, to turn on your mic with a toggle, right? Like if you are pressing the, bo the button, you are, you are, you can talk and then you, you, you don't press it and it's muted. We should have something like that, right? Like not, not trying to go to the menu and that it's, it, it should have like a, a, a button to mute that. And about the the other stuff that I can think it's, it's really cool, it can be really good for for worlds is first having in mind what you want to achieve with that with that world, right? If it's a world in which you want to talk, you shouldn't put sounds that are in the vocal uh, uh, frequency range of the voice mm. because you cannot will be able to talk on the top of that, right? So you should look for more something like a rhythm and bass sounds kind of stuff, and really, really high sounds, but nothing in the in the vocal frequent range, and mm. which is kind of what I did in the in in one of my soundscapes, because the the idea is to play hide and seek there, uh, but if if you are going to put uh, something with uh, something with music in the in the frequency range in the vocal frequency range well it's a world to hear music or to do another stuff right yeah right oh yeah well um you've done some some things like i was saying like one of the things i love about your world is the you know if you're approaching a different type of light or if you're approaching a different type of object the sound changes uh, that's yeah. really interesting and things become uh uh louder and quieter depending on where you are in the world. All that stuff is really neat. So I have a few slides with some of my favorite worlds that you've done, and maybe you could talk us through some of your ideas behind those. Um, oh. The first one here, I think you called Flow, sort of a dome yeah. with atmospheric sound. What was the idea behind this world? Okay, so I became in, really interested in meditation since I was a, an adolescent. Um, and I tr tried different, different things. And at some point, I went with my wife uh, a few years ago to, uh, like, perhaps 15 years ago, to a retreat, a three-day retreat. The music was horrible. It was oh, terrible, terrible. So at that point, I, I talked with, the, with the, like the guide of the meditation, and I told him, your music is horrible. And he told me, well, you need to be able to meditate in any circumstances. But I don't think so. <laughs> Well, I can, but I don't. But I don't want, right? So I decided to 
to start doing music for meditation. So that uh, flow, uh, it's part of a project that I have been doing for 15 years. I have many, many different pieces, uh, music pieces that I did for me, specifically for meditation. And uh, flow is, uh, I'm going to do one word for each one of these pieces. I have two words for that right now. Uh, both are kind of work in progress, but uh, flow is the most advanced one. And it, it's just a place to go and just hear the music and try to relax. Yeah. Yeah, it's very cool. Um, and I love that you can, you know, as you're outside the dome and then you enter the dome, it has a different uh, texture to the music, I guess you'd say, and the, or the sounds. And you've got this interesting yeah. sort of levitating rock inside that is a peaceful aura about it. Um, so all that stuff does definitely is conducive to meditation. I know when I've been hanging out with you in alt space, you took me to a world where you can go into a stream of kind of lights and then you can meditate through there. I, I think it was a work in progress. Um, what was yes. that world? Earth. The name is Earth. It's another piece of music that I have. And it's also part of this project for, for meditation, right? The problem with this world is that I did the music in 2D, <laughs> like, and I have the, the, all the mixes uh, done. So I don't have the sounds uh, separated. Well, I can try to go to my archives and try to, to I, I will do that at some point. But the idea is to try to put the sounds in a special way. But by, for now, I have the music like just in, in one sphere. And if you go to some point, you hear more. But but at this point, it's not as uh, interactive as the words that I, I have been done. Okay, so uh, the next one we've got here is uh, visually beautiful as well as auditorially beautiful. It's Kilowatt. Um, yeah. And so I, I know you told me the backstory of this. Maybe uh, it looks like you got some fans of Kilowatt here, Lisa, and Island, <laughs> and yeah, everyone loves uh, Kilowatt. So maybe you could tell us the sort of, how did Kilowatt come to be? Because it's a great story. And then tell us uh, sort of the ideas that you're working with in that world. Yeah. My first word here, the name is Soundscape 101. And I think it was the, the, uh, the first, uh, one of the first words that they uh, were having special sound, right? With, with different objects and that kind of stuff. And at, at that point, I went to some of the Shushu's world. I did a new Shushu at that point, and I became in love with his world. Like, I'm, everyone knows Shushu knows what I'm talking about, right? It's just an incredible uh, director and visualizer. He's, he's just amazing. So I wanted to show him uh, that, that world, and I was uh, going to, to his tours, and I was telling him, please come to my world. I want to show you this. He's really busy almost all the time. So at some point, uh, he told me, yeah, yeah, take me here. I, I, he went to my, my world. He was like going around for 15 minutes. It's incredible because you, you can see that uh, he's, he's uh, understanding the concept, right? He's, he's taking the time to understand the concept. And at the end, he come to me and told me, I love sound, but I don't like what I'm seeing. Okay, yeah, that's why I bring you here, right? Like, <laughs> right. I, I know what what 
you are capable of. Uh, so two days after that, he came to me and he said, I make some award for you and that's kilowatt. So I don't, I, I didn't do nothing for kilowatt, uh, uh, like in the geometry or visual wise, but I did, so the sounds for Soundscape 1 are the same sounds that I'm using in kilowatt. Um, I didn't uh, erase my first world because it must, it's my first world and I have like, uh, it's kind of, a, a, well, I, I love that world because it was my first one. That, that's, but kilowatt. If you go to kilowatt, like it's really impressive. But you should eat for for the, those sounds right there, right? Yeah, for sure. And well, it's it, 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 you know uh, maybe if if you have a little bit of time, maybe you could take it there afterwards or something like that because it's really cool. Yeah. You're basically inside this gigantic cylinder that's made of speakers. And then yes, the sound totally. is coming at you, and then you walk through this tunnel, and then you, as you walk towards this sort of cube, um, different types of sounds come. You have a guitar strum that comes, and you've got this beat that comes. Did you? Uh, so it, it, it's sort of different instruments sort of um, get triggered when you touch different parts of the world, right? Exactly. Really yeah. Concept. Yeah. Yeah. There are loops that are looping at the same time. Uh, but the coverage of each, this, uh, of each one is, is different, right? And one of the most inter interesting things about Kilowatt, it, it was that it opened me the door to collaborate with Shushu. So at that point, I start collaborating with him in many, many of his worlds. In small things like uh, small sound designs for, for some parts. Also, I work with... Um, uh, software that the name is Houdini. So I start doing some geometry for him. Yeah. Got it. Uh, yeah, I, I see your your name is everywhere across the oh, some of the most amazing worlds at Allspace. Um, <laughs> it's yeah, so uh, we're definitely glad to be able to spotlight some of it here for you. I think this other one um, is also maybe Shusha inspired. I'm not sure about the visuals because I think that these swirling uh, shapes are. Yeah, tell yeah. Us a, tell us a little bit about this one. <laughs> so, this one labyrinth is uh, you, it's you can see in labyrinth what you can do with Houdini, right? Houdini is a um, procedural uh, software that you can do many many things inside. And the beauty of Houdini is that uh, you can put algorithms and create things that are really, really interesting, shapes that are really interesting. And uh, I, I don't know any other software that can go as deep as Houdini to do that. So I was uh, uh, learning Houdini by, because you, you never stop learning Houdini. It's really difficult. And I saw these this, this shapes and I said, if, to me, oh my God, this can be a really, really nice uh, maze. So I started to, to create the, the geometry. Um, the idea was kind of a difficult idea, but the, the, then I, when, when I did it, it was uh, perhaps one day of working. And then I, I, I was thinking, oh, this can be a really nice art gallery for my photos. So it, the, 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 it art that I, I put in like 51 photos and that stuff, but it was really too heavy. But the feeling of being inside this geometry was incredible. So I bring Shushu and I told him, I have this incredible idea. I want you, I, I want your help because this can be a really, really nice nightclub. 
So uh, please do something with the with the reflection probe and and the skybox for this world. I'm going to make this reflective. So uh, the idea of the, of labyrintho is is mine. The um, geometry is mine, and the reflection is, is from Shushu. We spend hours deciding which reflection we were going to put there, and it, it's kind of a simple world, but it doesn't look simple, right? Yeah. You, if you go inside, it's it's just the building, one reflection probe, one skybox, and that's it, right? It's not some music, right? But it's not not too much. And I have the other one that uh, it, it's kind of based on the same. Um, uh, building and on the same concept that is the hide and seek uh, soundscape, right? That's that's uh, a different and in that one also usually the circuit uh, texture. Right, got it. Yeah, well, I think it feels complex because it's, it's these shapes that are um, all over the place, and you can walk through them, and there's these different cubes, and it's kind of like this yeah. endless puzzle, and it feels like it's complicated and complex, but it's a simple pattern over and over and over, just on a yes. slight different permutation, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, totally. It's really, it's really neat. It's, uh, we've got some fans of that world. It's a, it's another really crazy one. Um, so uh, yeah, uh, it, I, the music in there is great too. I think that one, is that the one where there's like a lot of French lounge music is the typical. Yeah, that one uh, in fact was uh, one music that uh, Shushu uses for um, Nims three uh, episode three, which is Brigitte Bardot, right. the the French art, uh, artist, the French actress. This his this record that in the sixties seventies. I don't know, and it's really, really a fun, a fun song. I, I love the song. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, if anyone has any uh, uh, thoughts or questions uh, uh, for Cornelius, or if you've seen his world and you want to tell them about it, uh, please use the raise hand option, and we will take you. I've got one more slide here. I couldn't put all of the amazing worlds in here, uh, but this one was really fascinating as well. This is, uh, I think, it's called Violet, and this one's by Venus, and actually, Venus is going to be guest on our show next week, uh, which um, I saw some of these worlds and you're involved with them. I think also Shushu's involved in the VRM team and it's, it's a really erotic space and there's a really, it's sort of a, a dance club, but it's got a lot of tantric symbols everywhere and very erotic and sensual. So um, how did you get involved in this world? Oh, well, since, uh, since Kilowatt, I'm always, when I see Shushu creating something, I go to, to what the world, what he is creating, and we start talking. And well, uh, he allowed me to collaborate with him in in the projects. In this one, it, we were just uh, having fun there. And if you go to to the other slide, I think so at the beginning, you are going to see some um, uh, ages, right? And that was my idea, like to to put the like the the cages to. to to dance. Did you say cage? Like the yeah, the, it's for the for the go-go -go dancers or yeah, 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 for totally. the erotic dancers or whatever. Yeah. yeah, and you know the first party there, it was incredible. Like all the people wanted to be there. It was just uh, like a huge success. It was so so much fun. <laughs> and I could see the that, the, the one in in the right, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Also, um, uh, Paul, I, 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 I did the, the poll for and that kind of stuff. Um, and there's another world. Uh, I think it's the most beautiful world here. Um, Elysium, I don't know if, if you have been there. Um, yeah, I did, I did many, many things in there for like us sound design and also uh, some uh, some uh, shaders that are really really cool. Yeah, I I, I Elysium is incredible. That's the one that's the it's a meditation essentially, and there's water rippling and you. Yes. Uh, it's incredible. Yes. Um, absolutely yeah, that, that, incredible. That, that really it's a team of eight or ten people working. It's just incredible, right? Like it's, it's that's the power of collaboration, really, when you yeah. can work as a, a, a big team and you can do that kind of stuff is just incredible. Absolutely. Well, I think Marsha has something to say here. How's it going, Marsha? Can you hear me now? Yes. Yep. <laughs> okay. Cornelius is just an incredible person. He's an incredible, kind person. And what he added to Shushu's and Nico's worlds, it was just amazing. And when he took me on a private tour to all of his new worlds, I was just blown away. I couldn't help but dance all night. <laughs> and not only one thing that I don't think I didn't hear you touch on is you can move, you can be in the same room, same world, but when you move from one spot to another, it's different music. And then to another spot, it's different music. I mean, it separates itself. And so every time you move within his worlds, you're in a whole new other realm of, of thinking and feeling. And it's absolutely incredible. My hat's off to you, Cornelius. You're marvelous. Yeah. Thank you, Marcia. I, I love you, Marcia. <laughs> thank, yeah, thank you, you thank so you. much. It's, it's great. It, you know, I, I do... I do think that the 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 quality of the sound uh, as you go through the worlds really does make a difference, and I'm sure uh, that's why uh, Shushu teamed up with you, and you teamed up with him. He has a lot of the visuals you have, the, and and together, like you're saying, it's a it's an incredible package, and it's a whole fully immersive experience. Like you really, it's part of the immersivity. If you don't have the audio uh, as much attention to detail as you do the visuals. Yes, yes, totally, totally. Well. Um, well, so then, uh, it sounds like you're pretty busy with a lot of these different worlds and things. Um, what is, uh, next for you in terms of, you know, all space and, and all the virtual stuff? Um, do you have any plans in here? You have some worlds that are in progress. Um, anything else you're working on? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm working on, on the, the, the guys from, from Burning Man, uh, in VR. They contact me, and I think we're going to work on some stuff uh, for the next Burning Man. Um, I don't know if you know this uh, sculpture, uh, Leo Calder. Uh, Leo Calder, uh, I love the art. Art, uh, it's it's kind of a game. Uh, Leo Calder did these beautiful uh, mob mobiles, right? That the things that you hang on the ceiling, and they are, they, they have moving parts and that stuff. So what I'm doing is a tribute to Leo Calder. Uh, I'm now in the process of doing the models. It's going to take me some time. And also I'm learning how to uh, export from Houdini, uh, animations from Houdini to Unity to, to, to 
to be able to upload that. But the idea is to have a um, really huge um, mobiles uh, that they are going to have sounds, interactive sounds in all the different pieces. So that that's kind of the the project that I'm working on now. Well, um, also. Uh, we have an idea, and, and uh, I, I hope Kurt is going to help me with that. We are going to collaborate with that, with that, doing a maze for Halloween. That I think it's going to be really, really cool. Like, <laughs> well, that's that's great you say because you know horror is at least sixty percent sound, right? Well, you're creating yeah, suspense. <laughs> you're creating. It's all about. It's not even about the visuals. If you don't see anything, it's almost scarier. And if you hear things, that's what really gets you terrified. So. It's a yeah, good, good combo. Yeah, and the other thing is that I think the 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 idea on on the identical um, soundscape, the 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 maze that has different sounds. The idea also was to collaborate with many musicians and have different uh, mazes with with music from different musicians. And uh, I I have been working. Uh, 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 and in the future, there's going to be like a hub with many different hubs, different musics uh, based on the same idea of the maze that you can walk and hear different music. Yeah. Cool. Amazing. Oh, in fact, Mendes is doing, doing this is, is work. Just gave me the music for work. Oh, cool. <laughs> How's it going, Mendes? Um, very cool. Well, if anyone has any uh, anything else to add or uh, last thoughts, uh, now is your chance. Um, otherwise, um, how can people get in touch with you, uh, uh, Cordelius, if they needed some help or they wanted some guidance or even to hire you? Hire this man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, I have ADHD, so it's a problem for me to to to. Uh, to finish some projects so i'm i'm really bad with timing and that stuff so if you have a deadline i'm the worst for that but <laughs> if you if you want help i will always be able to help some people and just approach me here in vr and ask me uh yeah that, that's that's the thing so i'm on facebook oh. as cornelius valraven or also the uh, you can find me in, in discord Oh, well, we'll put those uh, in the show notes. And um, it sounds like, you know, uh, Altspace is definitely lucky to have you. Your treasure is what another jewel in this incredible minefield uh, of Altspace where we've got so much talent and we're really happy to have you on the stage and love seeing you at Simulation Nation events and you've always got great things to say. So uh, really happy uh, that you could be here and really appreciate you coming. Thank you very much. It's, I really appreciate that be here and it's it's really cool thank you thank you well, thank you, you got all the emoji love everywhere uh, uh <laughs> also very happy well i think we have one uh maybe one final thing here uh maybe google's google hurts might have something well i google? think i just it i was trying to hit emojis and i hit the wrong okay. one so <laughs> <laughs> all right no problem I'll get everyone off of mute in uh, uh, just a second here. We'll have to get up on this stage and uh, get a picture of everyone. 
so, so thank you, Cornelius, and, and thank you, everyone, for teleporting into this worldcast of Simulation Nation, whether you're with us in virtual reality, listening to the podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, watching on YouTube. And remember to subscribe to our Instagram at the Simulation Nation, Twitter at SimNationVR, in our Discord server, and join us next time for uh, a return to the simulation as we cover Sex of the Metaverse with Sex Coach Venus, who we've just talked about. Oh, until then, stay plugged, my friends. <laughs>